I spent at least thirty dollars on. Are tunes. you serious? Probably. It's the beginning of the work week, uh, whenever this is, and people are pissed. Yes. Specifically anyone who has anything to do with Baywatch because oh, yeah. the numbers are in. And at the beginning, we were last week we were like, all right, we saw Baywatch. We loved it. Uh, a lot of people maybe didn't like it, but it's, it's early. Let's let the numbers trickle in. Numbers have trickled in. Lowest numbers ever. It, what is it, like 18 million? 18.1 million. That's against the 70 million it cost them to make the movie. And uh, Opening weekend, right? They have a, yeah, and they have a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in its fourth weekend did better than Baywatch Jesus. opening weekend. That's crazy, especially because they released it on Memorial Day weekend to get the extra. And they got that extra day and still nobody went to see it. That's wild because it's it's one of those movies where it's like even if it gets bad reviews, I feel like people would still want to see it. Right, yeah. Like it's, there are those movies that like they get shitty reviews and shitty ratings and they still do pretty okay. In we're the probably misusing this term, but don't think isn't there a term like a popcorn movie? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a movie that the, yeah. you go to the theater to see for the sake of going to the movie theater and seeing a fucking dumb whatever movie. I would think this would be the fucking definition of it. Right, because there you know, there shouldn't be high expectations for a fucking Baywatch movie. Yeah. Uh, you know who else is pissed? Hannibal Burris. Me, because this is the first time I'm hearing myself speak today. Oh, yeah. And you I sound am, terrible. I went to Dunkin' Donuts this morning and was like, give me uh, hot tea, iced coffee. Like, basically give me every drink you have so I can see what i need and so far if we recorded last night uh i would have sounded like that yeah i've i took the night to recover i'm doing okay i think that by the end of last night and we'll get into this we did a little music festivaling uh by the end of the night i think both of us were so exhausted that we could not every sense we spoke to each other was like can't wait to not be doing this right now right it was every sentence was a fucking marathon i went back laboring i went back to watch silicon valley and uh i was like i was maybe a little buzzed or whatever i don't remember a second of watching silicon valley really i I need to go back and watch it i was just like so tired that i just wasn't even taking it in i texted you when i saw that russ was in the episode uh I know that I remember Russ. That there's a lot of like Russ saying "fuck you." Mm-hmm. It's basically it's basically he's in one d- scene. He says "fuck you" like seven times. Oh, really? That's yeah. it? Okay. I I remember him saying like "fuck you" and you're like pretty little asshole or something yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> something really uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, so I sound like shit. But that didn't stop us. You mentioned Hannibal Burris from uh, conducting an exclusive interview yesterday with Baywatch quote unquote star Hannibal Burris. How much should we share of the interview? All of it. Okay. So we ran to Hannibal Burris, uh, asked him to get a quick picture. He was doing like the, I'll walk with, like you guys, if you guys are going to walk <laughs> with me right. and take a picture, there's nothing I can do to stop you, but I don't want anything to do with you guys. Yes. And uh, so we did that. And uh, I was wearing a Baywatch hat. Shouts to the good people at Forever 21 for hooking it up. Great Baywatch hat. Great festival outfit by you yesterday. Blues I, jersey, and a throwback blues jersey, and a Baywatch hat. That it was, matched perfectly. Yeah, it was a last-minute thing that came together, too, because I didn't even know what I was going to wear. And I just saw that hat. I was going to wear it with an Oilers shirt. And then I was like, you know what? It's going to be kind of cold. What if I just wore a hockey jersey? There was a guy. Good move. There was a guy that was wearing hockey jerseys all weekend. I kept seeing. He was wearing like a lot of uh, Dallas Stars gear for some reason. Okay. Really marking that he came from Texas <laughs> yeah. to come to the festival. Um, I saw a guy in a Predators jersey with a Predators hat. There were there was a lot of Predators gear mm, at Boston Calling. Convenient. Yeah. Convenient timing. Yeah. Um, it was uh, interesting though. But so. 
But I guess uh, that makes sense. Music City, if people, pe- yeah. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. But like, why would you travel if you live in Nashville to go to go see Boston Calling? Uh, well, I think that Boston Calling is trying to become. I mean, it, it had one of the best lineups of any of the festivals this year, so I yeah. could totally see why people would travel okay. for it. Um, it's we talked about this yesterday. It's not yet gonna be like uh, Coachella or Lollapalooza, where it's like there's. I don't know what percent of the people in at Lollapalooza are from Chicago, but I would guess it's a lot smaller than the percentage of people right. at Boston calling that are from yeah. Boston. But anyway, so I said to Hannibal, uh, like, loved Baywatch, man, and he shot back something that conveyed, like, I bet you didn't. <laughs> so pulled at that thread a little bit, and uh, he asked... Uh, so he, I didn't even think to say anything about Baywatch to him when we were talking to him because... Like not a big part of that movie. It's a yin yang. It's a yin yang thing. We yes. complete each other. We uh, if if one of us drops off in the, the interview or whatever, the other one picks it up. So uh, he was like, he was like, how much was I even in that movie? And I was like, like three scenes max. And he, he asked uh, if he was like, what do they show of me? He was like, do they show me dying? So spoiler, uh, he dies. And. I was like, uh, not, I was like, they show you dead. And he was like, how did they kill me? He was like, does a shark eat me or something? And in that it does in the story. Yeah. Uh, he said that he dozed off during the premiere. That's see, that's, that was the most wild thing. It's like how was that the biggest, st- like, do we put this on the record thing? Yeah. He yeah. fell asleep during the movie premiere yeah. and like never, never bothered. To never t- went back to check. <laughs> yeah. That's a perplexing fucking thing. Because that's what I was saying. Like, he's a big ass star. How big a – but, like, you've got to be the not, biggest he's, star he's, to not, right. like, loop back to be like, hey, was I in this movie that <laughs> right. I probably put, like, months of work because into? Because there were people in this movie that ended up not making the final cut. Right, yeah. I mean, it's it seemed that he viewed it as, like, uh, I'm, I'm sure he had fun doing it or whatever. And he was like, I ended up not being a big part of this thing, yes. you know? So, like, I although – there's a lot of fanfare about this movie right now. I'm not going to act like I was a particularly big part of it. Yeah. So um, I explained to him that they show his dead body being thrown into the water with some chum in a wetsuit. So then it can be discovered later that he's been eaten. And he was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and that was kind of it. It may have just been that he didn't want to talk to us. I mean, he, he's, he seemed like he didn't care about a lot of things. Yeah, like, a woman just came up to him and clearly was, like, trying to get his attention and interested. And, like, he just was not breaking stride for anybody. And, and she was gorgeous. She and, was beautiful. And he was just like... So if he, like, if he kind of gives us the... if He gave... I'm not, I'm not going to say he, like, blew us off. Cause he, right, like, right. He, he, he talked to us. He gave us as much attention as he gave everybody that, else. Exactly. like, I'm trying to get somewhere. Right. I know you guys are all very excited to see me. But, uh... He seemed like a cool guy. And then the last thing I said to him was, I was like, also, man, I was like, the Bieber roast, just that was, that was fucking hilarious, man. And uh, I think that he was like 60%, like, did I do the Bieber roast also? <laughs> I think that we were just like reminding him of a lot of stuff that he wasn't sure whether or not he did. Uh, do you remember him at the Bieber roast? I do. He was the best part of the Bieber roast. Yeah. Because he was like, just I'm very just calmly. Here, I'm just here to get a paycheck. I yeah. don't fucking like you, Justin. Yeah. He Bieber. was like, I checked out your music. I, I think it's, I think it's really bad. I don't enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> the, like, usually roasts are people that respect uh, whoever is <laughs> yeah. being roasted yes. and they show up and like 
honor them by telling jokes and making fun of them. Right, yeah. Hannibal Burris was going to like, hey, this is a good opportunity for me. I'm going to fucking take it. Right. Even though I don't fucking care about this guy. I feel like that's such a tight window, and which is why I thought that was so funny because you can say, like, we're not even doing it justice by retelling him saying, like, I don't like your music because you can you can say I don't like your music and come off as, like, you're fucking with the person. Right. But he just played it so straight of, like, I just I generally like don't really care about you that much, and when I did check you out, it wasn't for me. Um, But he uh, supposedly also he had two comedy sets this weekend. Mm -hmm. Supposedly the second one did not go so well. Yeah, that was like the buzz of the festival. There was like, did you hear Hannibal bombed? Uh, That was his set was like maybe twenty minutes after he saw us. Yeah, I know. So think we Mm, triggered him? Maybe (laughs) could have been. I mean, that tends to be, well, actually, that's wrong, because when people come on the podcast, they usually go on to have great success. That's true. Lena, yeah. uh, uh, Chris Dimantopoulos. Yes. Uh, Randy Havens. Yes. Mm, so I guess, like, doing an off-the-record interview for the podcast is not uh, very great for a person's career. I'll say uh, you were you said you, you were kicking yourself because you forgot he was in Baywatch. Uh, I'm kicking both of ourselves because... We need to be prepared. Again, I destroyed my phone recently, so I lost all my apps, lost a lot of contacts, my life, total shambles. Uh, but if I had my old phone, I would have been able to fire up my uh, my audio recorder thing, and we could just podcast the two of them real quick. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that have been really cool? Yeah, just like because he, he definitely would not have been into that. He was willing to take a picture with us. I think that if we were just like, hey, we're joined by Hannibal Burris right now. He'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And we'd be like, all right, that's Hannibal Burris. <laughs> and then we could have called it like the Hannibal Burris interview. And then then we could have kind of our own uh, folder of interviews and then kind of Miles Teller slash Hannibal Burris interviews where it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing to me right now? <laughs> I think that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, also... Uh, the picture that we took with Hannibal, hilarious! Great, great picture. It it's on be- our in- it's on our Instagram. Go yeah. uh, go follow our Instagram. Uh, it's listen to brunch. Yeah, on Instagram needs to again. Uh, I think we've said it a few times now. You're missing content now. We we tossed a lot of high cuties up there oh, this weekend. Hi, the high cuties were a, a plus. Yeah, I was only there for Sunday, and you and Jeff murdered high cuties all weekend. Oh my yeah, the the high we did a high cutie on Friday that both of us independently like said to the other one. I cannot stop watching the high cutie that we did. Like, I'm just sitting there. Like, throughout the weekend, a lot of my I, – I hate when I say, like, a lot of my friends because it sounds like I have a lot of friends. I don't. Um, a, a, a person that was with me. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of the people that w- that I, I ran into at the festival was like, why are you – like, you're on your phone. Who are you texting this whole weekend? And I've just – most of it was just me watching the high cutie from Friday. Jesus. It's so – it's so good. Like, Jeff's face – is unbelievable. I look like such a shit. Uh, my outfit, which Lena actually helped okay. pick out that yeah. day, uh, was really like just popping, looking great. So that's a really good high cutie. But the Hannibal Burris picture is so funny just because, again, he didn't break stride for us. And right. he also just didn't bother to look at the camera when we took yeah. a picture with he him. Wasn't, he wasn't like, fuck off. No. He was just like, I'll let this happen. Yeah. Uh, so and my head's on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the best part. It's like, all right, one, two. Pete's just like, I'm going for it. Three. <laughs> and my head's on his shoulder. You're making like the weirdest face. Well, I'm doing a, a face that I like to do, which is if like, I'm taking a picture, I like to make the face of like, oh, someone's taking a picture. Right, yeah, it's like, oh, Candid caught me. Right, yeah, right. Like, oh, Deej got like, myself. You look more surprised than Hannibal does to be in that picture. Yeah, I think that's my version of a uh, of like the duck face. Okay. Like the, ooh, we're taking a, ooh, someone's taking a picture of me. <laughs> uh, paparazzi always getting the bad boys. And like you can see my arm taking yeah. the picture. Um, but yeah, you on Hannibal's shoulder was hilarious because it was, that picture was kind of like a brunch interview where it's like, all right, you've agreed, quote unquote, agreed to do this. Now we're going to take it to a level where maybe you didn't feel this was heading. Um, but I feel that picture. There are a couple things that need to be turned into memes from this weekend. High cuties probably don't count because that's something that we lifted. But we're yeah. definitely high cutie people now. We send them now. 100%. We, Everybody we text them. We post people. them. Uh, high cuties, that's got to be your thing. Uh, I want the picture of Hannibal to be a meme. Like I was thinking of tweeting today, like, when you wake up, have no voice, body's exhausted, and you got to record a podcast, and it was just going to be the picture of Hannibal <laughs> with us of like, this is happening, huh? Uh, so you guys start using that uh, as a meme, and uh, also Kellen sent us a great video that I didn't see until last night. He sent it during the day. Yeah. We were having a tweet I conversation with him. Uh, missed the the whole thing though because service was bad. Uh, the band Converge was playing. And we use them as a band to like, hey, let's get stuff, let's get food, let's get drinks, let's get bathrooms while uh, this band is playing. And on Friday, I had done that with Sylvanesso, who I'd seen before, and I they're great. And I was like, you know what, I can use this band as like, a, I'll have them on in the background. Mm-hmm. And their set was so fucking good that I was thrilled to be like i was just having the time of my life i'm getting food i'm eating food i'm getting more food i'm getting cornbread i'm getting meat i'm adding food i'm fucking running up tabs i'm buying people food and sylvanesso's playing and it was fucking great we tried doing that with converge did not take very no. angry very guttural very a lot of yeah. music and we were pissed like it they, they were so bad that they like ruined our meals while we were ignoring yeah. them yeah you know when and jim is talking about when he's depressed over pam and he says that like food does tasted t- worse yeah yeah that was food tasted worse because of converge so like the conversation that we had about about bands like that it's this I don't get point. I don't get how anybody distinguishes different bands or different like albums uh, yeah. from one another. They all sound the exact same. It's just a drummer running on double bass pedals and uh, <laughs> a singer just like screaming his fucking face off. Like does do fans of like heavy metal do they listen to That's not even like heavy metal, right? That's That's well supposedly converge uh Someone tweeted back. They were like, "Oh, they're Boston punk legends. You need to, you need like that's history or whatever." Like, that's not punk, right? Because like, punk Fiddler's does not punk, right? Like, punk does not have. First of all, punk is kind of bare bones. It's like yeah. so when I think the, like the double pace, the, the double bass kick drum like that, that like sound. That's like death metal kind yeah. of like just angry bad shit. It just sounds like hell. Like Metallica would would do that a little bit, um, especially on, like, And Justice For All, but they would write, they would try to craft songs. Uh, incidentally, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, a lot of you guys don't know this, And Justice For All, 
kind of sucks as an album and everyone lumps it in with their good albums that album is kind of garbage but uh yeah that's like it's definitely more like death metal right. especially that screaming and i yeah i just very rarely do i say i don't like a, a, a type like of music. music right yeah God, i 100% don't right. like that music yes and like, Can't do like it. i do not enjoy that that makes me upset that, because, that kills my vibe because like again you can't there's no like nothing to enjoy yeah it's all the same do you know how old we fucking sound right now i know and it's but it's like seriously if you're a fan of that kind of music how do you listen to something and be like oh this is good right and this is not good i don't like that they moved away what they did with this album i th- i liked the the last album uh when they made the exact same sounds and you also the like, lyrics in this one just aren't as good. Yeah, right. You can't really. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, you can't fucking hear the lyrics anyway. Uh, speaking of which, uh, there's a thing I retweeted. Uh, Lil Yachty uh, was annotating something for Genius, and there was a line about uh, she blow my dick like a cello, and his annotation was like, "I gotta blame my A and R for this. They heard this a bunch of times and let it be released without telling me that." A cello is not, not an instrument. Is not an instrument you blow into. I thought it was. Got to blame my A and R for this. Sounds good though. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So, like, what is Lil Yachty's thing then? So apparently he's not smart then. No, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, if you a cello is like a a basic instrument that you right. should know that that's not something you blow into. So I guess you could if you wanted to, but he, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I started off really defending Lil Yachty because he came out and everyone was like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? And I was like, no, no, let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. Broccoli's a really good song. And yeah, so he's just like a, a total a total idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how the fuck do you not know? Like, is he the one that does the, the food reviews on, on YouTube? Have you seen those? I oh. think it's him. Maybe. Uh, or he like tries fancy ass food and it's hilarious. He's well, he's the guy that did the Target ads with yeah, uh, right. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, that's that's a really really dumb and uh, and weird look. Um, one of my favorite things about music festivals. So like I said, I did all three days. You did. Um, <laughs> You did I Sunday. Just, I just, uh, I just, sorry. I just looked up Lil Yachty food reviews, and a first we feast article came up and says Lil Yachty says he's eaten pizza every single day since second grade. So, I mean, let's wait for the announcement for Barstool to hire him. Right, I know. He and he and Davy Page views could really bond over that eating pizza. You think that that's got to be a lie, right? Nobody, yeah, nobody can all eat these pizza. Fuck, most things about like, hey, here's a fun food fact about me. Unless it's that you have a food allergy, it's not true. Like when Tom Brady's like, oh, I've actually never had coffee before. That's not fucking true. You've had coffee before, probably. Yeah, one of my friends, uh, Adam, who does uh, who does video stuff for us, uh, among other amazing things, mm-hmm. says that he's never had coffee before. I hate that one of my friends continually lies to me. <laughs> like, you've had coffee. I also feel like it's it's almost logistically impossible to have pizza every single day since second grade. Yeah. Especially, like, like you don't start something in second grade. Yeah. You know? Like, you, you're, you're not – in second grade, you're not like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have pizza every single day for the rest of my life. Yeah. And also, do you think he, that he'd have more of a gut if he had pizza? 
Unless, nah, uh, I mean, unless like he doesn't eat after 4 p.m. or something. Well, one of the fun things that we found out this weekend is that drummers can be fat. Yes. A lot of fat drummers at Boston Calling, which... How the fuck does that happen? We it's so we were watching uh, we were watching Mitski with my friend Doug, and it was really loud. And I had just said, uh, like, how is her drummer fat? He's going nuts. And then I and then I said, like, like a very energetic drummer, right? I was like, he must be on a specific diet to remain fat despite being a drummer. And then like one minute later, you were like. You said word for word the exact same take, really? including, like, you, you said, like, specific diet. <laughs> no, I didn't say specific diet. Really? Well, I think you had, you had said, like, you're like, oh, I'm, I, you brought up diet, and I was like, oh, you must be, like, on something to stay this fat. Right, yeah. Um, it is wild. Paul McCartney's drummer is the same way, and he... Just don't get it. Like, you're yeah. playing music... And if you're playing music like that, where you're expending a lot of energy and like really animated, yeah. and you're playing it for like an hour or two every single day, that's a lot of energy burned. That's like a lot of calories right. burned. And yeah. the, the fact that, that he can do that, like I'm sure that drummer runs like a four seven forty, <laughs> and he's still like this. He's still like this this fat guy. It's fucking crazy. I don't, I don't know. How, I don't know how they do it. Uh, Mitski, by the way, quick little Mitski review. I think I love her, but I was kind of surprised by what she was. She was kind of uh, she was kind of moody rock, definitely moody. Yeah, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't into it. Yeah, um, Danny Brown was excellent. He was one of the winners. But uh, one of my favorite things about music festivals is going from I I kind of maybe know a little bit about this artist slash I kind of like this artist to. I fucking love this artist, and the winners there were Flatbush Zombies. Yes, they were awesome. <laughs> they were. I knew. I knew literally zero about them. Yeah. going into the, we caught like the tail end of their set. Yeah, last few songs. Uh, they were amazing. They were a wild time, and uh, they brought up a fan for one song to rap with them, and he was going wild, and he was like, uh, like you were saying, like this kid's a ringer. Because, like, the way this kid commanded the crowd, he was, like, this, what, like, 17-year-old white kid. and yeah, he was like, dressed like a prep. Yeah. Like and he, he came, was like, straight just, from Nantucket. Right, and he was just going all fucking out. He had and, way too much stage presence. Yeah, he was, like, like the way he was maneuvering around the stage was, like, anything I've ever seen. He right. was, like, stepping out onto shit. He was, it was as if he had prepared like he, for, like, in case I right. go up here, this is what I'm doing. And like he had control, like he had control of his hands. He yeah. didn't look awkward. Yeah, like he was bouncing around. He knew like when to to jump in to to like like lyrically and everything. When to hop out. When to let someone else take it. Right. It was just wild, and they were all feeding off each other. It was such a cool performance. And then at the end, uh, they were like, "Oh man, like fuck, like that guy's good. Like let's give it up for this guy." And. Uh, they were like, uh, man, Got like, to say. yeah, they're like, you want to say anything to the crowd? And b- smart kid, businessman, uh, he was like, yeah, follow me on SoundCloud. And they took the mic away from him as he was saying, follow me on SoundCloud. And then one of them was like, fuck this kid. Everybody go home and report that guy on SoundCloud. <laughs> and it was fucking great. That was like the funniest thing I've seen. Um, that was right after we'd met Hannibal. Yep. And it was about an hour before Run the Jewels. We were because we were setting up at that stage for Run the Jewels, and uh, very pleasant surprise to see that performance. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, and also, this is probably like the fourth or fifth time that I've seen them run the Jewels. 
never has kicked my ass more than yes, it did yesterday. Totally agree. And we said that to other people afterwards, other people who saw. We, so we were like pretty close up front. Yeah. And uh, we said that after to other people in the crowd. And they were like, ah, oh, really? And you're like, yes. Yeah. I, I was literally exhausted by the end of that set. Yeah. Because I was just like going crazy. And yeah. The crowd was fucking wild. Yeah. We ate uh, twice in like a three hour span after. And we were like, this right. is, we have to. Right. Gotta, it was, took that much energy out of gotta us. Got to put it all back in. Right. Um, um, and it was, so there was like a lot of moshing. Yeah. We, that were, show. we were caught in a mosh for, I would say, like 70% of the show. Yeah, well, not caught in a mosh. We were, like, right on the outskirts yes, of the mosh, yeah. which is a great place to be because you don't have to be involved and, like, get pushed around. But if you're on, like, the very peripheral yeah. of the mosh, you can, feed you can fucking yeah. push people, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, it's a nice little thing where you can push people and not get pushed back. Yes, uh, and... Run the Jewels fans, except for some, supposedly someone said that they they were standing near a racist Run the Jewels fan or no, something. No, no, like no, that. no, no. I said so. I was standing behind a guy, and he looked like somebody straight out of like American History X. He looked like oh. the most racist person that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, okay. Uh, like no no tattoos or anything. Like just his his look. Like okay, skin tight. Didn't haircut. commit any racism though. No, didn't commit any racism. And I was like, hmm, I bet this guy's racist. Oh, okay. Just based basing the book on its cover. Nice. Um, like but then I like thought deeper about. it. I was like, huh, I'm waiting for Run the Jewels right now. Yeah, that wouldn't. That right. Doesn't so seem, doesn't seem right. So I I think I judged a book too hard by its cover. Right. So so that's what I was gonna say. Like Run the Jewels. Uh, their fans, the whole Run the Jewels community, that, is, very tolerant. Is the most like positive, uplifting, uh, like to- yeah, tolerant, very aggressive, very energetic. Obviously, but it's just like a big happy like. We like we all love each other kind of time. So and I said this after the after the show is that it was the most violent mosh pit that I've seen uh, up close and personal like that. But also it was a very polite, totally safe. Yes, right, hundred percent. Yeah. So that that's what. Yeah, that was a very unique mosh pit. I mean, I've like dudes were killing each other, right? And then they were helping each other back onto their feet, right? Like I've been, I was caught in one uh, seeing Megadeth. Very different type of mosh pit. That's like uh, we're tr- like we're here to kill each other. Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> um, but yeah, Run the Jewels is. If you haven't seen them, and if you haven't gone up front for a Run the Jewels show, yeah, like I, mean, I would. Re- so I'm usually a person that stays as far away from moshes yeah. as possible. I would recommend if you're game for it, like yeah. being. If you don't want to be in the mosh pit, be Get close near to it. it. Yeah. It's uh, there was only one time, and like like you said, we were kind of we were feeding the mosh pit. Yeah, there was only one time I pushed someone as like uh, I'm Get sick of this guy, right? And that's generally that's all mosh pits are. Like <laughs> this guy's fucking no, you're doing it wrong. I fucking hate you. You're being too like handsy. You're being too aggressive. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Uh, but they were fucking. They were awesome. Yeah, that was that was honestly my favorite run the jewels experience. It was. Uh, it was awesome. Um, got a shout out, Mondo Cosmo. They played Bittersweet Symphony, and that was that was exactly what I wanted to hear at one p.m. on a Sunday when I was hungover and feeling like hell. It was uh, amazing. Uh, the biggest crowds. I think Weezer may have had the biggest crowd of the weekend. So I, I don't. I, I'm c- confused. We might just kind of be biased 
on that one because we had a high vantage point. Yeah. And where we kind of got to look out on the crowd and see just like how deep it was. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're at the front of a crowd and you're on like the same level as everybody else, yeah. it's hard. It's really hard to see how, how far back shit goes. Right. Like they showed camera angles from on the stage during Run the Jewels and that yeah. shit was deep. Yeah. And I was kind of taken aback. Um, but yeah, I mean like for Weezer definitely had a massive crowd. I was surprised that there were that many people for Weezer. Yeah. Um, because like they it, packed it full. Yeah. They, so they put Weezer and major laser at the same time and there were two main stages on one side and then another stage on the other side. And by far everyone's favorite stage was the kind of non main stage on the other side. That's where, uh, the 1975 played. I gotta say 1975 was like a top three performance for me of the weekend just the it's a lot of like five-year-old girls in the audience and that's kind of annoying because it's like i'm here to act like a five-year-old girl but i don't actually want five-year-old girls here yeah i just want to look at matthew healy the whole time and that's like i mean that's it was like a very much like a baywatch thing like i'm just like i know that music's being played but i'm just i'm looking at this guy and and loving every second of it um but uh, so Weezer was at the st- the other kind of stage, and yeah, they really they had a huge, huge crowd, and Major Lazer's crowd was much smaller. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I don't know because I was I was also close for Chance the Rapper, and supposedly I would assume Chance probably had the biggest crowd of the whole weekend because he. Uh, yeah, it he, seems hard to believe that Weezer would would outdraw in twenty seventeen. The weather was better. On yes. Sunday than it was on Friday, and the the stage, the blue stage, the one that Weezer was at, uh, was the only one that was on uh, turf. Okay, so the not a lot of mud. So the two not main stages were muddy as fuck the whole weekend, especially on uh, on Friday. It was it was fucking gross. Like you like you were you had like mud at your ankles, no matter where you were. So. But it was also kind of cool because it's like, man, if I stand here, I'm going to be in a lot of mud. So I might as well just fucking go up all the way to the front and be in even more mud because mm-hmm. whatever. These shoes are fucked anyway. As soon as you get like past the point where it's like, all right, well, my shit's fucked anyway. Yes, that's a then, great feeling. Yeah. That's kind of how my life is. <laughs> like it was. Like, well, that's we've talked about this in the past. Like when you're hungover mm-hmm. and you're like, well, nothing fucking matters anyway and now. Yeah. Like you just. You just go all in. It's chicken finger o'clock yes. is what it usually is. Then, a um, lot of uh, it was a good uh, week for the Bruntouchables. Yes, a lot, lot of a lot uh, of brunch fans at the festival, which was awesome. Yeah, uh, this was we talk about all the time the uh, the ratio of if people come up to us what what they want to talk about if they want to come up and talk about hockey if they want to come up talk about like they see, saw us do something for work uh, this was and we always say that like the only thing that we want people to to recognize us for is brunch, brunch yeah. and this weekend was 100% that it was it was, nobody well there i had one guy come up to me and was like i like your i like your writing nice and i was like i don't care man well, that was me <laughs> i was like i don't care man yeah. uh no pretty much like 99% of it was brunch people which is amazing yeah. a guy uh so jeff had tweeted earlier in the week if you see anybody from brunch this weekend you are to give them a fresh beer and walk away no questions asked and I was waiting in line. I was about to see the 1975, waiting in line to go to the bathroom. Guy taps me on the shoulder, hands me a beer, and he was like, just following orders, man. Have a good one. And walked away. And 
That's uh, so great. My friend uh, did not know about Jeff St- – and I was kind of also like thrown for a loop. I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking hilarious. So I chased the guy down and had him uh, recreate that so he could post it on the Brunch Instagram. Again, see if you're not following. You're missing great content Listen like that. Brunch. Yeah, and it was uh, – that was dope. Uh, my favorite. But the best part about that was the fact that it was a beer that he snuck into the festival. Yes. <laughs> it was a Molson Canadian bottle. Yeah, right. It was uh, that I, I cut my hand opening. I was Classic. bleeding throughout 1975. Classic guy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very on brand. Yeah. I was fucking bleeding during 1975, which, uh, which I was probably the, uh, in the best condition of anybody at the 1975 because the 1975 is a lot of kids trying substances for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah there was okay. a kid near us. He was like 13, and he was – it was like, you know, you're not supposed to wake a sleepwalker. Yeah. Because they could just like yeah. kill you. Yeah. It was like that. This kid was like fucked up, didn't know where he was, and fortunately there were guys near me that were kind of tending to him and helping him out, um, and they were like, hey, man, like – Calm down. We're going to get you out of here. They, they weren't with him. And he was just like looking at them like, what, the, what are you fucking doing to me? And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking hate kids. Um, but I think that kid maybe was okay. But there was a lot of that. There was uh, one of my friends was angry because there was a, a young girl, like a young girl that was uh, just doing the festival look of just wearing a bra. Okay. And my friend was distracted the whole time. She was like, that girl is too young to be dressing like, like she like one of those like who's in charge here yeah i mean that's, where are her parents that's a that's a fair fair yeah. thing oh yeah totally I feel that way when like 14 year old girls slide into my dms on twitter i'm like where are your parents yes exactly um so uh one of my favorite interactions was a guy just came up to me it was like hey man silver springs a great old song that is the best and you told me that and i was so jealous that's yeah the, that, that there's so many levels to like how deep that joke exactly, is. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, two of my friends were like, "What's that? Do you know that guy who is?" And I was like, "I can't even explain uh, why that's so great." I was like, "But just know the explanation is really vain." On my like, it, it would sound like me me saying like that person cares so fucking much about our lives, <laughs> and like and like uh, that like that person is a fucking devotee. It was uh, awesome. We uh, and then we just walked, we saw a bunch of people that were just like Chilling. just like would pass by and we're like brunch. Yeah, so that was pretty fucking cool. So, man. Um, that guy, uh, I think his name's Ryan Bennett. He's awesome. He was great. Yeah, uh, not what I expected the typical brunch listener to look like. Yeah, gigantic beard. Yeah, uh, pretty big guy. Yeah, I was like, nice. We're getting. We're the demographic is is. Is growing. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a good time. And this, he was great. This sounds like us just fucking blowing ourselves, but we're it we're is. we're blowing the we're blowing brunches America <laughs> is what we're doing. Like the the fact that I think you pointed out, um, uh, Kayla, one of one one of the head brunch touchables, walked by and just like she she was wearing a a brunch shirt, and you said after to dedicate your uh, festival attire to. To brunch is a fucking huge, huge, huge win for brunch. Because, I mean, I put thought into what I'm fucking wearing to a festival. And that's, I I, I think that's that's very touching. Jeff did it too. Jeff Jeff did did it it on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, So shouts to all those people. Um, As a thank you. But Jeff did it knowing that he would be be seeing you. Yes. So it's kind of like, Jeff was pandering. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. 
What a fraud. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so as a thank you to all the people who did brunch stuff or uh, gave us beer or whatever during the festival, um, we have a thing in the merch store. If you, for the next two months, if you order anything in the merch store, we'll send it to you. So get over to the merch store and do that. Um, after Boston Calling, we went to Tasty Burger and fucking this was like another one of the fucking mornings where you check your emails and they're all receipts from touch tunes <laughs> yeah i made i spent at least 30 dollars on touch are you tunes. serious probably i spent five dollars really you yeah. also only did like one session no i i, so I spent five dollars and i got 12 credits yeah so i always start with the uh i always start with the ten dollar thing oh, okay yeah i just i just like to know that i can do whatever i want for a little while uh by the way when you buy uh tokens for touch tunes do you have to buy them for specific bars no okay so they carry over yeah okay cool yeah but i think that because no one ever buys touch tunes things sober i think that touch tunes at the end of the night if they wanted to could take away like seven credits and like you just wouldn't fucking notice it um but great move on your part uh bought (laughs) bought a bunch of touch tunes credits and then just played the same exact song over and over and over and over and over again at well, Tasty Burger. The first song I played was uh, I searched for Drive It Like You Stole It and clicked play on the first thing. The, the only result there was, it was a fucking shitty country song called Drive It Like You It was terrible. So then I played Want You Back by Haim. And I got a good reaction from it the crowd there. It was a surprisingly lit reaction. There was like a group of people that they did the like, did you play? Oh, did you play? Oh, who played this? Oh, my God. They're playing. So... I was like, all right, let's keep doing that for these people. So I played it a few more times, and uh, and they liked that. And then uh, you broke it up with um, with All Star by Smash Mouth, <laughs> and maybe it's just because it wasn't Want You Back anymore. That got a fucking – that was like it a – It turned it into like a karaoke party. It was crazy. There was a group of people that were really fucking losing their shit to All Star <laughs> by Smash Mouth. So we were kind of spinning the hits, man. We – we went back to Want You Back a few more times. We probably played Want You Back like 15 times. Yeah. And um, one of my friends uh, after uh, texted me when I was home because they were still a Tasty Burger. And uh, she was like, you, you're missing out. Tasty Burger is now playing Snakes on a Plane on the TV. Oh, no. They, I, were, they were doing that when we were there. Oh, really? Yeah. And I they went from Armageddon to Snakes on a Plane. Oh, I remember they were playing Armageddon. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I was like, well, you, you can't leave now. You got to see the rest of the movie. And she was like, well, it's just, it's on mute. There's still music yeah. playing. And I was like, I was like, I, I, if I my math's I, correct, there's, there's I bet probably I can guess what song. <laughs> right. There's probably still about 200 plays of Want You Back going on. But it was awesome. We just played a lot of Heim, a lot of Elton John, uh, a little bit of Smash Mouth. It was a fucking great time. Speaking of music festival stuff, I tweeted this during the weekend. I'm not necessarily happy that this is the case, but it is. Music festivals are not the same without Harambe jokes. And generally the responses were like, this is why I hate you, things like that. But it's fucking true. Well, so it doesn't necessarily need to be Harambe jokes, but we need a a central meme. Yeah, a theme. Right, exactly. A theme that unites us. Yeah. And uh, I was explaining to people because there were a lot of people there who hadn't done like a big festival before and this by the way this was more like a big festival so shouts boston calling there um it definitely like it definitely wasn't like a huge huge one but it it, even like the layout and everything it you could appreciate that they're really they're trying to do it Mm -hmm. Uh, also a lot of the complaints 
there were a lot of people that were like, Boston Calling was a disaster. I had to wait 10 minutes to go to the bathroom. I had to wait one hour for food. It's like, yeah, probably. That's what's going to happen. Seriously, like, I, I saw after Friday, the opening day. Don't be a little bitch. That, like, people were leaving after 45 minutes in line. I'm pretty sure we waited, like, an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes at Lollapalooza. One of the days. Yeah, that definitely and, happens. And we were just like, yeah, that seems about right. There's right. a million people here. Yeah, and, I mean, there's so many things you have to expect when you go to a music festival. One is that you're not going to see everybody you want to see. Even if you plan it, like, scheduling-wise, you're just going to miss some people. I wanted to right. see Pup yesterday. I didn't fucking do it. It's okay. Life goes on. I wanted to see Drum more than fucking anything last year at uh, Lollapalooza. Missed him. Didn't fucking think about it after. You know, like, it's just gonna, it's too big. There's too many moving parts. There's too many moving people. Things take too much time. Don't fucking be an asshole about it. But people were comparing it to Fire Festival. It just yeah. fucking reeked of fucking, like, 20-year-old fucking in Boston, like, like, yeah, like Boston, like student fucking bitch boys, just oh my god. And I'm, 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 I'm so not the like suck it up, be a man thing. Right. But it's like you being such a fucking bitch, like just the only thing that I would complain about of the entire thing. And I again, I was only there for one day. Only thing I would complain about is the food lines. Yeah. They, and and their food stock. Like they sold out of a lot of shit. Yeah. That's that's I think a live and learn thing for them. They right. you they need to add legitimately like Double 20 the 20 to 25 more food stands. Yeah. And then that'll be fine. I mean cuz even if they if they do that and it ends up being food lines take 20 minutes, that's a night and day difference from mm-hmm. a fucking hour. But the bit you pointed out Law Palooza, they just put they intentionally put like 100 too many food stands so you never fucking waited no. you just fucking walked up no and the the bathroom situation was really good at Boston Calling i yeah. didn't have to wait more than like 5 minutes for a bathroom yeah and at Lollapalooza we waited like half an hour 35 minutes to go yeah. to the bathroom and, and that's way more miserable oh, than yeah. anything else yeah 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 that's true we never really had to plan things about around like one of us has to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. so now our whole fucking day is thrown for a loop. You went to the bathroom before Run the Jewels yeah. and got back in, like, ten minutes. Yeah. with Which is crazy. With, with beers. beers, yeah. That, that would never happen at a bigger festival. Like, yeah. You wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom in ten minutes at a bigger festival. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm happy to complain when shit goes awry, but real, like, really, for the most part... It was really well run. Mm-hmm. Just like there, like you said, a couple live and learn things regarding the food. But overall, I mean, there was there was very little reason to complain. The weirdest thing for me was the sets didn't always start on time, which I've never experienced at a festival because they keep everything to the minute. Because I think they have they to have for so to many reasons. It, like if somebody runs late, then you're fucking everything else up. Right. So it's. So I was I was really surprised that happened. Uh, like Chance started like twenty minutes late, but he was the last of the night. So I guess you could do that. Uh, Migos, I liked Migos. That was actually kind of cool. But the first like half hour of their set was like a DJ set. Oh really? Yeah, which is fine because they were a last minute addition. So mm-hmm. I think they just parachuted in and probably <laughs> didn't have shit to do. But uh, I like Migos more now because they call themselves the Migos. And that's a lot cooler than Migos for a name. 
Like what at the beginning of the set, it was a lot of like, y'all ready to see the Migos? And I was like, well, now I am. <laughs> Do you know where Migos comes from? I think Amigos. Yeah. Is it short? I think so. Yeah. Because there's three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's, I learned that like this week and I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, for like Jim Murray's a huge Migos fan. Really? Right? Julian's a big Migos fan. So when the, uh, when they got endorsed by uh, Donald Glover, and then they just like fucking blew way the hell up, uh, it, all these people were celebrating like, yeah, now Migos like they're finally getting this respect. And uh, I still don't get why Bad and Bougie's that great, but I quite enjoyed their set. I think that they're uh, they're a fun time. But yeah, I uh, I missed having the Harambe thing. I missed having the. It's a one-year anniversary of Harambe's death, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that maybe we can bring him back one more time? Uh, probably. Not. You've all like you, since the second wave died down. You've been really done with Harambe. I don't think I've even mentioned him. Yeah, I've. Well, I, I think I've tried to mention him a few times, and you're like, it's it's not happening. Yeah. I uh, I loved. I still love everything that I, I look back on the Harambe thing very fondly. <laughs> I think that bands dedicating their sets to Harambe at Lala was, was hilarious. Uh, my favorite sign. There were a lot of great signs. There were a lot of great shirts at Lollapalooza. Again, the fashion choices at Lollapalooza were a million times better than at Boston Calling this weekend. Well, I mean, Weather's again, not it's an excuse. Weather, weather. Yeah, but I weather st- is an excuse. But I fucking improvised and tossed on that fucking fire jersey, and you don't see me fucking complaining. It was... You can put in the work. Yeah, but you can plan for Lollapalooza. You have like you know that the weather's going to be hot, yeah. and so yeah. there's a lot more certainty there. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, the best sign of Lollapalooza was just Harambe would have loved this. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that so much. Um, yeah, uh, Jeff just texted us, "Sup, boys? What should we say back?" Shut up. 